0: segment two hour one on the block thanks for dialing in to us here on a monday we go to the honda of lincoln hotline we welcome in former husker great cluster johnson on the honda of lincoln hotline cluster we're we're talking super bowl given that was just yesterday a lot of takeaways and we'll start on the nfc side with the eagles they lose the game but their offense sure looks like a winner with jalen hurts at quarterback two good weapons outside with aj brown Devontae smith a stable of running backs, a good tight end in Dallas Goddard. The Eagles aren't the favorites according to the early betting odds, but do you see them, you know, as the team to beat in the NFC next season? Well,
1: I would like to say that, but what I think a lot of people are still a little bit hesitant about is they want to see Jalen Hurts again. You know, everybody can catch that lightning in the bottle. You know, this old saying my grandpa grandpa used to tell me is the sun shines on every dog's ass once, right? Mm -hmm. So, let's see if he can come through next year and put in that same kind of work. Because everybody see Joe Burrow, right? Everybody see Joe Burrow. Everybody see, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They've done it consistently over a few years. So, I can understand why there's a little bit of hesitancy. But, again, like you said, they have two great receivers. They got a good stable of running back. They got a pretty good defense. Hopefully, they can they can keep that nucleus together, and uh, you know they can use this as a rallying cry. You're like nobody believes in us, so uh, sometimes that drives the team.
0: It's funny you mentioned the uh, the CJ on Hurts again angle. That was verbatim. What Strick said. That's in segment what, one.
2: That's why I didn't want to say it, Sebo. I, I was sitting over here looking at Austin. I was like, "Boy, if me and if the, me and this cat right here is not cut from the same cloth, a lot of people <laughs> may not understand it and know it. But we 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 uh, uh, uh say each other's words sometimes and <laughs> we have the, the same,
1: same wavelength street. <laughs> they just don't understand out here, man.
2: I know it. It was crazy. I literally said the exact same thing. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, just to to, to echo those sentiments, um, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts. I'm, i I think the NFL is actually in a better position than the NBA. Uh, they have a lot of young stars Facts. that look really good. That have a lot of great potential. That are going to battle it out for the next few years. Um, and I think the NBA, you know, some of their stars are starting to age, but but yeah. the younger guys haven't really established themselves as as you know name brands yet you know i i know they're good but n- nobody really knows them yet i now recently went to a game in Houston and i i was just not very happy with the product so uh, but the nfl they're on point right now
0: guy that was on point all season long the mvp the super bowl mvp patrick mahomes his reputation coming into the league gunslinger going to heave it down field how impressive was his ability to mentally process the game and make the easy throws instead of force that? And how do you think that helped you know the Chiefs elevate their game as a whole receiving core? Let me tell
1: you something. Patrick Mahomes is part talent and part being under the right tutelage. This just tells you how critical it is that when you come into an organization that they have the requisite parts put around you so that you can flourish and, and, and put, you know, establish your full potential as a player. Uh, I don't think many people saw this coming out of Texas tech. I don't think, you know, he didn't win the Heisman. He wasn't all American, uh, but he obviously had a ton of talent. This guy is, uh, again, he was established under the right person, what a lot of people don't realize—he didn't start the first year. He was behind Alex Smith, which he had a, a he had an opportunity to learn from a guy who who made the Pro Bowl the year that he he lost his job. You know that next year, yeah. um, I believe he made the Pro Bowl. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, um, I'm not sure if he made the Pro Bowl. Just yeah, know that the
2: which one came first. But just but anyway, know, Sibo. Just know that if you're incorrect. incorrect and he, just just know that if you're incorrect, just know that if you're incorrect, this other him and text line will correct it. 402-464-5685. They real big. They good on this on this line, my boy. But go ahead. Finish up.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if, if – uh, I know Alex Smith was, was doing very well at KC. Uh, but anyway, he's got uh, – you know, they lose Tyreek Hill, and they just replace him with, with some lower draft picks that really kind of stepped up and, and balled out. I mean, they got Juju Smith Schuster and obviously they got uh, Kelsey at tight end, but I'm going to tell you Pacheco.
0: That, yes, sir. That,
1: I mean, the guy's a stud. I mean, yes, he, He's uh he's a very good compliment to uh, a quarterback that, you know, these quarterbacks, they need somebody who can run and, and take some time off the clock. And they, they have just enough defense to, to be good for a while.
2: So check this out, Class. Uh, there, there's uh, been a lot of conversation and talk in the past about coaching and and so forth and so on. But Andy Reid was was quick to give credit to uh, one of the coaches there and what they were yes, be, right. what they were able to do in their adjustments coming out at half uh, down right momentum. Uh, was not in their favor fully, uh, not knowing how Patrick Mahomes is going to come out, but yet it's still uh, Eric Bieniemy seemed to have called a tremendous game, especially in the second half of being able to find matchups and guys and certain plays that were able to just leave guys, you know, just stuck in their boots and in their thoughts about where did that come from and uh, got it done.
1: Yes. Um, I saw Andy Reid last night mention Eric Bienemy a number of times because he knows what's going on in regards to uh, the perception that he may have that, that, that this is not his offense, that he's not calling the plays. I think that Coach Andy Reid is really trying to showcase Eric and let people know that, hey, this guy had a lot of input he put this team – he had just as much input in putting this team in position to win. And, you know, I'm going to tell you what, Andy Reid elevated in my book last night. I mean, he elevated not only in the status – I mean, he's not quite Bill Belichick level, but he, there's not too many other coaches that coach before him that I would put ahead of him because he's done it at multiple organizations. That That's one thing. And then the other thing is the fact that he's really going hard for his assistant coach that I know that a lot of people out there have this perception of him that that maybe he isn't you know doing the things that that's making this offense roll. I would have loved to hear Patrick Mahomes say a few things about Eric Bieniemy but but he didn't. Uh that's that's okay. Um but I, I know Eric Bieniemy has a little bit of uh you know past history but i mean who doesn't i mean Mm -hmm. quite you know everybody has a past everybody has things that they've done but what have you done in the last 10 to 12 years i mean have you kept your nose clean as long as you you know as long as you've shown a pattern of getting better i I don't see why uh they would have a knock against it
2: real quick uh bill and bennett on the text line um Speaking of Huskers, how about a shout-out to Will Shields? Shout-out to Will Shields. Will's looking absolutely great in great shape. Uh, he says the guy looked like he can still play. Absolutely. Uh, it was good to, that Will was able, and he he gave us some great jerseys to give away. I just wanted to throw that quick shout-out there. Austin's got another one for you, Seaball.
0: Yeah, with the offensive lines, both of them played really well. Two sacks for the Chiefs, who finished second or third in the league in sacks in the regular season. The Eagles get none. They lead the league with 70 sacks. They don't get a single uh, one. They only pressure Patrick Mahomes 27% of the time. Like the second time all year, they've been under 33%. When you look at how the Chiefs handled that Eagles pass rush rush cluster, was that scheme or was it just a great night from the offensive line?
1: You know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because typically a a good D line usually dominates a good O line. And I'm telling you, man, they – they did a masterful job of keeping that stout D-line from from putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that was a fluky night. I, I want to say that that O-line was, if I'm not mistaken, was rated number one mm-hmm. uh, all year in the NFL. So it was just – it was their night, man. You know, sometimes they get beat. You know, so it, it's, it's the power of wills. You know, mm-hmm. I think that Kansas City they outwilled the the Eagles line, and I was actually shocked at um, how the Eagles secondary played. I, I I just thought that um, I thought KC had the weaker secondary, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of where it was. It, I felt. There was a little bit of difference
2: there. Do you think that the Do you think that the uh, field played any part in this? Being that it was just, it just seemed like guys were slipping all over the place. Is that something that helps out an an offensive line, or does it help out more on the defensive side of things?
1: Well, uh, here's the thing: both teams were slipping, so I'm not gonna say one team had an advantage over Over the other, it took a little while. They, they they were able to figure that out after a little while. So then it comes down to who's going to adjust. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite lines is, the great ones adjust, baby. The great ones adjust. Mm-hmm. Some people were able to bring other cleats where they could, you know, have longer spikes where that wasn't an issue. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh, both teams were, were on the field. Both teams were slipping. But one – one team is going to make the adjustment better than the other. And obviously the Chiefs did.
0: You mentioned those adjustments. Andy Reid has come a long way from his time in Philadelphia with clock management and game management, Mm. handled the end of that game masterfully. Uh, We mentioned the adjustments that he and Biennium made at halftime. How do you think Nick Sirianni handled the big stage for his first time? Mm, Good question.
1: Well, great question. Um, To be honest with you, not too bad. You know, I didn't, I didn't think he did that bad of a job. Now, obviously, being in the big dance a number of times is going to help you. It's going to help your nerves. It's going to help, you know, being able to be in the moment where you can make these big, huge decisions at, in split seconds. So, obviously, that's going to be advantage Andy Reid. But, again, I thought the Eagles had every chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it was just inches. It just, it, it reminds me of that movie on any given Sunday when mm. when uh, when he made that speech about the inches are all around us. Mm. And, and that's what it came down to. It was one pass play, interference at the end of the game. That's the inch. Mm-hmm. There it was. He mm-hmm. just, he, that grab right at the last second is what cost him the game, uh, potentially cost him the game.
2: Well, one last question for you, Sibo. Uh, Outside of that specific play that you're talking about right now, um, what to you was a significant play in the game that either shifted momentum, worked to the benefit of of either's team, or just just as a whole, it could be on either side. What what do you think was a big play in the game that kind of helped you know shift things or make things uh, go one way? or Hey, another?
1: here we go. The biggest play of the game to me was. Given the Kansas City Chiefs seven points, I thought that if Jalen Hurts would not have fumbled the ball and let Kansas City Chiefs pick the ball up and run it in, the halftime score would have been like twenty-four to seven. I mean that's that's a that's Fact. a lot bigger uh, deficit to come back from. And I don't think the Chiefs turned the ball over last night, did they?
0: They did not. No. no.
1: And so so. There's the difference right there. There's the difference. Turnover, running back for a touchdown, seven points. That's
0: it. It's Cluster Johnson, two-time national champion here at Nebraska. Cluster, appreciate your time as always. We'll do it again soon.
1: Beautiful. See you soon.
0: Once again, Cluster Johnson, appreciate his time. Hey, it's your turn now. We just got done talking about our time at Buffalo Wings and Rings. If you missed the party on Sunday, don't worry. You you get your chance to win $15 there in the shootout with Strick. We'll play the game. we got the AP poll. It's a Monday. You know what we're playing. Did you pay attention to the polls? Hope you did. We'll play the the shootout next.